On this episode of the Girl Talk Podcast, if you want to be healed, you have to ask Mm. yourself, what need am I looking to be met by this other person, Mm. this other broken person Mm -hmm. that can only be met by my Savior? Hello there. You are listening to the Girl Talk Podcast brought to you by Concurrently, the news coach podcast helping you to talk to your kids about today's culture and cultivate a biblical approach to the headlines. My name is Carol. I'm Kelly. I'm Trisha. And we're so glad you are here today. We're going to dive deep and this is going to be a tough one um, because we're going to talk about spiritual trauma. Now, first of all, I think we need to define what spiritual trauma is. And I think that um, for for this discussion, we're going to identify different levels of spiritual trauma. Mm -hmm. Um, Everything from a church hurt, uh, betrayal, that kind of thing, to even more serious kind of spiritual traumas. Um, What would you guys say are, you know, I know you have um, some training in trauma, and uh, what would you define kind of spiritual trauma as? Could you help us give words and meaning to that? Well, in my understanding, trauma is something that is so profoundly difficult mm. that you, you struggle to process it appropriately. Mm. Okay. And so it's really the reaction to trauma that to me defines trauma. And that may be you replay something over and over again, mm. or you struggle to let it go, or you close your eyes and you're literally re-seeing something like that. Um, or that you you just can't feel like you can um, process or move forward. Mm. That, to me, is kind of the definition of trauma. And so with that definition as a working Mm -hmm. definition, I would guess that when something has happened in a spiritual sense that you have been so profoundly affected by that you can't move forward. Mm. You Mm. can't do it on your own. You're struggling, or uh, you don't feel like you have anybody that you can turn to. Mm. So that, I would think would have something to do with relating to someone you trusted Mm, in a spiritual sense. And that could be a pastor or it could be a spouse or it could be um, a mentor or a Bible teacher or someone who you thought was a spiritually sound person uh, betraying on some level. Yeah. And I even know, let's say, a pastor that you used to listen to. Like, I know my husband really liked listening to um, Robbie Zacharias. Mm. And then when a lot of things came out about his life and his ministry, it was a real trauma for my husband Mm. because he looked to him as a mentor, a leader, someone who uh, shaped my husband's spiritual walk. And then when that happened, he was crushed. Mm. Yeah. He didn't know the guy, right. but it crushed him. And mm. I would think that's kind of a, a definition of, of spiritual trauma. Yeah, mm. yeah. I think that's a good working definition. And for terms of our discussion here, I think that's a great place for us to kind of start. And and I think mentioning, too, that there are all sorts of kind of spiritual traumas. Mm. Um, and, and Kelly came to my desk before we recorded today, and she was like, tell me where we're going with this. And here here's my heart behind why I chose this topic and why um, I felt like the Lord was leading us in this direction. My heart behind this is I don't want people to miss Jesus because they've been hurt. By other people. By other people. Because I think a lot of times in churches, and, and, and being in radio ministry for a lot of years, you hear this a lot. People are like, 
I don't go to church because, and then Mm -hmm. they tell you a story Mm -hmm. because they've suffered some kind of betrayal or someone has let them down. And, and I just don't want people to miss Jesus because of other people. Mm -hmm. Hey, let's just be upfront honest here. We are sinners Mm -hmm. saved by grace. Every one of us. We are broken. Not anybody. The Bible says, no, not well, there's Mm -hmm. not one righteous, not one. Even the one who looks so put together on Sunday morning that you want to be like them. They are still broken. Yeah. They can't Even do it your on their pastor, own. Oh, yeah. your priest, sure. your spiritual Pastor's mentor. Wife. Yes. Yes. Broken. Mm-hmm. All broken. All Bible teachers that you listen to. Everybody that Billy Graham. <laughs> Billy mean, Graham. Let's, just, right. let's be honest. The people mm-hmm. in the Bible. Right. Yes. 100%. Our, yes. our pastor said there's one hero and the rest are villains. Yep. <laughs> that is 100% true. Right. Yeah, and I think we tend to forget that, especially in the Christian communities. There's been a lot of buzz around um, an award show that happened recently and what took place there. And uh, some Christian artists were there when that took place. Um, And there's been a firestorm of people coming out and just blasting those artists for being where they were. I just want to say this. Like, y'all, we can't shoot our wounded. Mm. Like, we've got... This world is dying to know Jesus. Every day there are people dying to know Jesus. God didn't say, get saved and then, you know, build this holy huddle so that nobody from the outside world sees anything that you're doing. And, you know, me and my four, no more. Gather your people and don't share that with anybody. No, he said, go to all the world, make disciples. Mm -hmm. So I think we just have to be very careful. We sometimes expect sinful people to act like uh, believers. Yes. And we sometimes expect believers not to act like sinful people. Well, yeah, <laughs> believers to act like God. Right. Yes. yes. And well, they don't. True. Jesus is the only one who's right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 100%. So with that as our, you know, kind of jumping off point, um, how do we know the difference between trauma and excuses? And here's what I mean by that. Trauma is... A significant betrayal of some sort to you directly, I would think. Does that does that kind of fit the bill? Oh yeah, yeah I think yeah. an excuse it's something you can't process through. Yes, I think an excuse is um, the pastor didn't speak to me on Sunday morning. I, I know, I and you, you some of you are probably gonna send me a hateful email, and that's okay. Um. I only know this because I've used some of those same things. Yeah. Well, and we also have a tendency as people to take something that might be a excuse or might be something small that happened and dwell on it mm-hmm. so much uh-huh. and tell ourselves the story mm-hmm. over and over mm-hmm. and over and over again where we ourselves are turning that benign experience into a cancer. Mm. That's true. That will eat us yeah. up. And keep us from deepening our relationship with Jesus because we can't let that one thing go. And that's what the enemy wants. That's exactly what the enemy wants. That is so powerful because what you're talking about is when you have what would be an excuse, I like to think about that as as a missed expectation. Something happens and it didn't go the way you wanted it to. You tell yourself that story. You tell yourself that story enough. It becomes a trauma. Mm -hmm. So you can create a trauma. Out of an Whoa, expectation. Wait a minute. Let's stop right here. You can create a trauma out of a missed Ex- expectation. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's 
that's huge right there. Yeah. And unfortunately, it happens a lot. So identifying when we're having these missed expectations and how we deal with them is how we can circumvent it becoming a trauma. Well, that's, you know, that's one of the things I actually have struggled with a little bit. Okay. Um, Specifically around the role of women in church. Mm. Um, Because that I am a woman. And I uh, love being a woman and I love Jesus and I love talking about how much I love Jesus. And I um, have been in different kinds of churches throughout my life, some that celebrated having women in leadership roles and having women, you know, even if they weren't preaching, they were given the opportunity to read scripture or to pray Mm. or to um, lead in some way like that from the pulpit. And then. I've been in other circumstances where women were not allowed Mm -hmm. to even really speak out loud too much in church. Yeah. Um, And so there's been times where I've looked and seen that a woman's missing from a a role reading scripture or something in church. And I've twisted that and twisted that and twisted that and twisted that and twisted that that until I got to a place where um, I was saying they don't value women here. They don't value women in my church because there's no women that lead scripture. And it's because of that very, very thing Tricia was talking about with the missed expectation. I expected to see mm-hmm. um, a woman read scripture, for instance, or a woman pray, mm-hmm. and I didn't get it. And so I twisted it until I got to a place where I said they don't value women. And it just wasn't true. Wow. And it became yeah. trauma for me. And it's still something yeah. I wrestle with a little bit as I you know, try to seek my own role in church and what, you know, to help lead other women right. uh, to take roles in their church, to be really careful to not let that happen, um, yeah. not, not, not let that happen again, and, and misunderstand what the situation is. I mean, I think, and you, you know, you, you spoke this to this a little bit, but I think we all can have that tendency. I, that was just powerful, what you shared about, you know, you can make your own trauma. Mm-hmm. Law, y'all. If anybody's made, her, made this girl some trauma, it's this girl right here, you know? <laughs> right. I mean, like, like that just has blown my mind because I never thought of that. And from your, you know, clinical background of knowing that information, I think that's huge for us to consider. Um, what, what, what is the deterrent to getting help for trauma, do you think? I mean, because... You know, just in hearing these things, I hear uh, an isolation. I hear mm-hmm. a lack of accountability. I and I know in in my terms, when whenever I was angry and I f- had my feelings hurt, I, I was not willing to talk to anybody about it because I didn't trust anybody and I just closed right. myself off. Right? Is that what causes us to? I think spiral? that's a big piece of it. Is a fear of getting hurt worse. Oh yeah. I'm thinking about sure. a friend of mine, and I've known I've more than one person has gone down this route, but had a uh, very close relative pass away and the people in their church didn't respond in the way that my friend was hoping. Mm. Like they didn't call, they didn't check in or they didn't do it very much mm-hmm. or they didn't offer meals, whatever it is that, that my friend was hoping for, it didn't happen. Mm. And so she decided to leave the church mm. And she didn't want to tell anybody because she was afraid that she would be hurt worse. Mm. Because if you, if you tell someone you trust them and they don't do it, 
it hurts even worse, right? I'm, I'm leaving because I didn't feel like you guys responded to me. Well, first of all, there's a little bit of embarrassment because you're, you are owning what you were hoping for. You are owning your need. Yeah. And then if your need is not met at that point, boom, there comes the trauma. Oh gosh. Yeah. I mean, that's, I just, I just can't get over that. I mean, I'm like yeah. that. I mean, th- I'm I'm running through so many situations in my mind where I'm thinking, have I created trauma for myself because I've not been willing to talk about it? And I wonder why there is such a stigma to that in the church. I mean, like in other places, mm-hmm. like in workplaces mm-hmm. or other social settings, you know, people are pretty... Um, willing and quick to speak up and either say this is what I need or when that's needs not been met to say so and I wonder why that's different in spiritual circles I think there's a stigma right you're 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 saying I need this and maybe it feels like your faith is not strong enough or something like that maybe there's some kind of a stigma fault to that I know and and we shouldn't yeah I do think that there is a piece of that Mm -hmm. I, I I feel like a lot of people and I I know there have been times when I haven't expressed myself because it feels like oh well I'm not my faith isn't strong enough or I'm not believing enough in Mm -hmm. God or I'm not getting my satisfaction enough in God Mm -hmm. and there is a piece of that we do have to ask ourselves what need am I looking to get met by this other person Mm -hmm. that only Jesus can meet so that's a powerful question you have to ask yourself but, Say that again, Tricia, because I think that's where we start with this whole, if you want to really be healed, right? Yeah. If you want to be healed, you have to ask mm. yourself, what need am I looking to be met by this other person, mm. this other broken person mm-hmm. that can only be met by my Savior? Mm-hmm. Well, and I think along those lines, we are called as Christians to be the hands and feet of Jesus. Mm. And so oftentimes when we are in trauma situations or when we've been really significantly hurt, we look at somebody else and say, well, you're the hands and feet of Jesus. Oh, yeah. So is Jesus doing this to me? Mm. Oh, yeah. And we so connect we connect yeah. it in in times of trauma in as we connect it in times of blessing. Mm. You know, yeah. that when you love on somebody in the name of Jesus, you're loving on them in the name of Jesus. When you hurt somebody and you're a Christian, you're hurting them in the name of Jesus. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so it's connecting, I think, to that deep spiritual connection in somebody and making it about Jesus. I have Mm -hmm. a uncle who um, was uh, had difficulty with his priest. He was raised Catholic Mm -hmm. and um, was abused by his priest Mm -hmm. um, and uh, sexually and emotionally mm. and all, all the ways. And so for him, he connected that to Jesus. Mm. You know, this is mm. this is God himself doing this to me because yeah. this is a man of God. So God must condone this behavior. Mm. And that is absolutely not true. For right. him, it's broken everything sure. about his relationship with God because of that real trauma and real abuse. Mm. Um, but even in some of the smaller things, I think we can have a tendency to connect some sort of hurt that a fellow believer does to us with Jesus himself doing it to us. And it's just not true. It's Jesus loves us. He would never, he would never harm us. Yeah. There's a lot of that with parents. Mm. You connect your, your earthly father to your heavenly father. Mm. Right. And so then the abuse or whatever happened with your earthly father 
you reflect it back to our Heavenly Father, and mm-hmm. it's just not. Mm-hmm. It grieves God's heart. Mm-hmm. How do you, how do, if, if somebody's listened to this podcast and they're like, yeah, I, I'm, my heart's beating fast as y'all are having this conversation because I feel like this is where I'm at. What are some practical ways that they can begin to step forward? Like, mm-hmm. where do we lead them on this journey? Because I think that's so important. You don't want to stay where you are. You, I mean, if we can just be honest, I've never seen someone who is happy when they just continue to spiral and continue to dwell on these things. So what would you say are some ways that we can help them take a step forward today? Well, if you are in that position and you have made the choice to not talk to God because you're mad, Instead of running from him, run to him. Mm. And you can start that by just praying. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. tell him how you feel. Tell him how you're hurt. Tell him what happened. Um, I, I think that is a, a, a good first step. If you feel like you're so hurt and traumatized that you are running away from your father, run to him instead. Mm. Um, I, I, w- I would think that's a, a good first step for someone who's really hurting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That come to me, all who are weary and heavy mm-hmm. laden, and I will give you rest. Yeah, was the very first thing that popped in my head. Yeah. to just run to the Father with mm-hmm. whatever it is, mm-hmm. and um, remember too that we are heavy laden, and we're mm-hmm. not just heavy laden with our own burdens and our own trauma and our own concerns. But we're heavy laden with sin, mm. and the other people who have hurt us are also heavy laden with sin. Mm-hmm. So maybe we can go to the Father together yeah. and lay Should all we? of it down yeah. at the foot of the cross. Good stuff. I, I'm thinking of the story in the Bible where Jesus says, do you want to get well? Yeah. yeah. Because some people get into a situation where, Maybe the trauma has been of their own making, maybe not, but they don't want to get well. They have drawn a line in the sand and said, the answer to that question is no. You know, the story of the Bible, man made all kinds of excuses. There's nobody to put me in the pool when the water stirred. And I think that we can lean on that and just say, because we've been hurt, we're never going to engage again. We're never going to go back. We're never going to, but. That's not the way to protect yourself, oh, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That only leads to more isolation and deeper loneliness. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I would say 100% talk to God about it. But then I would say, don't be afraid to ask for help. Like, we got to get better in the church and telling people, hey, it's okay to ask for help. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, find a professional who is trained in your particular kind of trauma and go to them and say, Here's where I'm at. Let them help you. Mm-hmm. You know, none of us were meant to do this alone. Mm-hmm. Not one of us. God didn't say, okay, you're an island. Go by yourself and just be by yourself for the rest of time. That's not how he created us. And so don't be afraid to reach out to somebody and you're like, well, I'm afraid I'll get hurt again. Well, the way to protect yourself is not to isolate yourself just so you'll never get hurt again. I've heard it said that you don't experience love to the full until you've been hurt. Mm-hmm. You can't truly appreciate God's love for you until you've been hurt. And then you appreciate it all the more, you know. Experiencing the rain and the rainbows. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, so don't be afraid to ask for help. And I would say, uh, you mentioned a professional person. Let's say you've been hurt by friends. Mm. 
And the thought would be, well, then I need to talk to a different friend. Maybe a professional is a good idea mm. because they are removed from the situation yeah. and it's less of a, uh, you won't have the opportunity to get hurt again yeah. in the same way because a professional Christian counselor will help you understand what you're feeling uh, without a relationship that might cloud it. And yeah, and, and, and they don't have any skin in the game yeah. and they might be able to help you communicate back with the people who have hurt you to yeah. say, this is what I was expecting. This is what, I mean, the counselors are so wise. I believe in counseling. I, man, if I could afford it, I would keep a Christian counselor on retainer <laughs> because I need it worse than yeah. anybody. But Asking for help is not a sign of weakness. It's a sign of strength. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when you raise your hand and say, I need help, th- this is a person that will come alongside you and kind of help you navigate these waters. And it's okay to go in and tell them you're mad. It's okay to tell them you're hurt. It's okay to tell them whatever um, because they can help you navigate that. Mm-hmm. And and that's that's where I'm at because ultimately God's going to use this. And you're like, Carol, you don't know my situation. And you would be 100% correct. But I do know God. And I have seen him work some of the most ugly situations for his good. I've seen him do it. Yeah. And I know he'll do it for you because he loves you that much. But you got to stop white knuckle in this situation. You got to turn and open your hands and be willing. Do you want to get well? You're like, Carol, it's not that easy. Well, actually, God has made it where you just have to take the first step towards him and he'll come to you. He will. It's so good. And he'll meet you there, mm-hmm. you know, and he'll direct you to the right person. And I would I would just say this, I wouldn't go to just anybody. I would seek out Christian counseling mm-hmm. because they are specifically trained to understand some of the hurts that you experience spiritually and so they can help you navigate through that and and I mean honestly if they if they don't have a faith background, they don't really understand um, the healer. The healer. Yeah. They don't understand him and how he works. And uh, so that would be my prayer in my heart for you. I don't want you to miss Jesus because of people like me, people who didn't mean to hurt other people at all, but did unintentionally. I don't want you to miss Jesus because he has so much for you. And um, so today, ask for help. Ask God for help. Let us know if we can help you. Focus on the Family has a wonderful counseling line that's manned mm-hmm. um, every day. And uh, we'll put that in the show notes so you can get to that if you feel like you need to talk to somebody right now today. And they can help you find someone in the area that you live that can help you kind of navigate through this. But the, the most important thing is we don't want you to miss Jesus because of people. Because we love you and we know he's got a great plan for your life. And we want to see you live the abundant life that he's promised for you. We want to say thank you to Concurrently, the News Coach podcast, helping you talk to your kids about today's culture and cultivate a biblical approach to the headlines. They're the sponsor for this week's episode. So thank you, Concurrently. You can pick that podcast up wherever you get podcasts. And we will see you the next time we gather around these microphones for the next Girl Talk podcast.